glad you are with us. Thanks, as always, broadcasting live out here at uh, Ironwood Golf Course, Sussex, Wisconsin, the first cigar dinner and golf outing of the year, getting ready to get underway here in about, uh, about two hours from now, as a matter of fact. Joining us now, though, on the line, our good buddy Tom Oates from the Wisconsin State Journal joining us and talking a little Badger football. And Oatsy, how you been, buddy, first and foremost? Just great. Good. Good to hear, as always. Huh? Good to hear, as always, man. I'm glad you're doing well. Good offseason so far. Hey, I saw your tweet last week when you were talking about the the gloom that is uh, college football from the NIL and the Pandora's box that has been opened. And we, we've talked a lot about it over the last uh, couple of weeks, as a matter of fact. But I, I wanted to get your opinion because I, I agree the Pandora's box has been opened. I don't know how you kind of all of a sudden come back and wrap your arms around it if you're the NCAA and regulate this. What does all of this mean, in your opinion? Well, I, you know, the reason I tweeted that college bas- football and I probably college basketball, too, is doomed or is, a, you know, the, um, I just – Let's just look at football. They're already in trouble. It, the, the playoff has revealed one thing, that unless you're one of the four or five haves, you're a have-not. And, and you know, you look at the same teams in the playoffs every single year, uh, and and it, I think interest is going to start to wane. I think it's already started to wane in college football. It's I think it's a great sport. I love it. Um, and I think I think they're in trouble, and they have a uh, very uneven playing field. And the playoff has has uh, has pointed that out very clearly that how uneven the playing field. The playing field's always been uneven, and it's never going to be even. But my point is, with between the the, the transfer portal and more importantly the NIL stuff, I think that I think the playing field is becoming more uneven. They should be enacting rules to make the playing field less uneven, uh, and and it's going in the opposite direction. And I think college football is in trouble already. Having said that, I'm a big fan of of players getting paid. I always have been. I th- I think uh, this was built on their backs, and they deserve to be paid. Uh, I I was also in favor of personal freedom for players. I'm not sure uh, wide open spaces was uh, you know. Four schools in four years was the way to go. But my point is about all this is that there are no rules. And, 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 and NIL is being used in recruiting, which we were promised it wouldn't be, like anybody believe that, that, mm-hmm. that, that, that uh, knows anything about college sports. And, and, in fact, they said it wouldn't. All the, all the, all the, uh, the NIL advocates, the Jay Billises of the world, uh, said it wouldn't be used in recruiting when in fact that's that's all it's being used for is recruiting and this this collective at wisconsin and collective around the country is our proof of that it's just being used in recruiting and and uh it's making to me it may it's making the playing field more uneven i you know i, I if if uh usc can give a pit receiver who's a great receiver mind you three million dollars to transfer from pit to usc what, uh, you know, how can uh, Utah or Washington State, which are in the same league with USA, how can they compete with that? I'm not talking about, you know, uh, Miami of Ohio or Coastal Carolina. I'm talking about teams in your own league can't, can't possibly hope to compete with that. And, 
And uh, the fact is, there's just no rules. And the NIL is a good thing, but there needed to be rules. And now, as you stated, I'm not sure they can stuff that genie back into the bottle. So that's just my point is, is there a way to say, look, you can get paid, but there's the limit is there. Can you cap it? Can you put a salary cap on on college athletes at this point to say you can't be paid more than X amount of dollars at all at any particular institution? I don't think so, because the courts and the the legislatures have gotten involved. I I mean, the NCAA dropped the ball on this so bad. And had, and and you know had the least amount of foresight of just about anybody involved in the entire process, the NCAA and the presidents and chancellors, and you know they largely listened to the the leaders of the NCAA. So, but they just dropped the ball on this so badly that I, I'm not sure they they need to they need to rein it in. But how how they can do it, I have no idea. I mean, I went to Wisconsin. This, the, you know, as you saw, they they started a collective. Well, they had to. They didn't want to. Wisconsin tried to toe the old line, and you know, by the time Wisconsin got a collective that is, you know, where basically used uh, to round up all the big money guys and and uh, money people, and uh, and you know, distribute this money to the to the athletes uh, in terms of. NIL money. Um, Wisconsin was, there were 68 schools that did this before Wisconsin. This is not what Wisconsin wanted to do. But the arms race in college sports is such that if if the, the school down the street, Iowa, Minnesota, Ohio State, whatever, is doing it, you have to do it or you, or you just get buried. And they can say that it's not for recruiting purposes all they want, but I think we all know the truth. So, does Wisconsin? I mean, I don't know Wisconsin. Like you had said, they they launched their you know collective today, and and that announcement came forth. But you know, when you look at schools, do they have enough in the coffer, so to speak, with with their you know alumni to be able to say we can compete in the arms race with the likes of Ohio State or Penn State or Michigan? Is is that there? Is that ability there? I think Wisconsin's in pretty good shape, to be real honest with you. I think as you look around these schools, um, you know, I mean, I, you know, you've been around, Bill. You know what Kentucky basketball is like. Mm-hmm. You know, you know what uh, North Carolina basketball is like. You know what Alabama football and Georgia football and LSU football. I mean, that's people's whole lives, and you know, you have to kind of stay within arm's reach of, of, of the Ohio State. I mean, Ohio State's going to have more money than anybody in the Big Ten. Um, if they want a guy and you want a guy, you're done. And, and it's that simple because it's become a bit more. So, uh, but can Wisconsin compete on fairly even terms? Yeah, I think so. I think there's, there's enough money and enough interest and enough backing. And now there's some actual coordination, which came probably – six months too late, but now there's some actual coordination uh, uh, between the program and, and, and the, and the, the, the NIL, uh, the people that are going to fund the NIL, et cetera. So I think Wisconsin can compete, but there's not many that can compete. I mean, I think ultimately you're looking at a, at a, 
uh, I don't know, 30 to 60 team super, super level of college athletics. And if you can't compete, you're gone. And, and, uh, but I, do I think Wisconsin can compete? Yeah, fairly well. I mean, this isn't a Wisconsin thing to me. This is the thing about killing the golden goose. And, and, you know, the fact of the matter is the schools that have been in the playoffs, Clemson, Ohio State, Alabama, Georgia, LSU, uh, look at A&M. And, you know, they haven't even been in the playoffs. But, you know, that between the, the, the collectives at, at A&M and, Tech, and the University of Texas are totally out of hand. Uh, USC, I mean, it's going to be the rich get richer, the poor get poorer. And I don't think college football can take that much more of that because it's trending in that direction anyway. Talking with Tom Oates of the Wisconsin State Journal. That being said, how much, Tom, you get great athletes, but how much do the coaches then become, uh, they're already the figureheads, don't get me wrong, but the bankable figureheads to where you can say you've got enough cash. Is, is winning just everything and that's where kids want to go? Or let's say, you know, Ohio State can pay these backups, these five-star backups to come into their system, $500,000 just to be a backup, to, to hang out and do nothing. But do you become the benefactor if you're Wisconsin to say, hey, look, you'll play here and have more of a legitimate shot at actually making it to the pros rather than being some, a backup to the backup? Like Joe Burrow left Ohio State, goes to LSU, wins a championship, first pick overall. He's going to get paid. So do you do you see a benefit, a, a sidebar to all of this, or is this just going to be the, the big are going to get richer and bigger and better and those that are not are going to be left by the wayside? I think if they get some rules in place, some semblance of rules, I don't think they're going to ever get a real strong rule because at this point everything they do has to has to satisfy some state laws and, and courts, et cetera. But I, if they get some, it in check somewhat, I, I uh, you know, I think, I think it can work. And it, and, but I, I just, the history of college football and the arms race of the last, 20 to 30 years uh, indicates to me that it's going to be really hard to, to get any kind of substantive rules that that will have any effect. And and right now, this is being used for recruiting. And uh, anybody that says it's not, Jimbo Fisher or anybody else, when you hear coaches like Saban complaining about it and Ryan Day and who have all the benefits in the world, uh, you know that there's something rotten in college athletics, and and to me, uh, much more of this. And, and college football is an absolute golden goose. It's a, for the schools. It is for the fans. It's a great sport, and and uh, with with great interest. And you know they, uh, but they're gonna they're gonna ruin it. And 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 unless they get a little more parity back in the sport, they're gonna ruin it. And I, you know, it was it was hard to take as it was. This uh, the wild, wild west with the NILs will make it worse. Talking with Tom Oates of the Wisconsin State Journal. Real quick before I let you go, Tom Packers obviously with mandatory minicamp. Aaron Rodgers reportedly there. Uh, give me your give me your outlook on this season, and and I want to also know: Do you buy into the fact that a lot of the national pundits say, "Look, the Packers nowhere near the team to beat in the NFC because they just don't have enough off- offensive weapons." I think they're right where they've been the last two or three years. I think they they uh, 
you know, every team they've fielded in the last two or three years and pretty much any team in the NFL has some weaknesses, especially at this point of the year. Um, I don't think the roster building is totally finished yet. Um, uh, you know, I, I do think a, a lot depends on Tanyan. I really do. I, I think if he could come back healthy, uh, it would alleviate a lot of problems. I think Aaron Rodgers is is such a masterful quarterback at this stage of his career that um, whoever he has at wide receiver, he will make it work. Are they going to miss Devontae Adams? Of course they are. He's, a, he's an elite receiver. But I seem to recall Sterling Sharp had to retire suddenly, and uh, the, the Packers' offense continued to thrive. If you have a good offensive concept and, a, and, a, and an experienced quarter, good experienced quarterback, I think you can make it work. Now, will it be as good as last year's in, in terms of passing to the wide receivers? Probably not. I mean, Devontae Adams is special. We all know that. Um, but uh, there's still a lot of pieces on offense. I, those two running backs that everyone was, was, was praising last year, they're still back. Um, uh, they, they need a few guys to step up, of course, but they always do. And, and, you know, I think some of them could. Uh, I think Amari Rogers might be more of a factor this year. So we'll see. Um, but I don't. I, I think they're right about where they were last year. I think they're one of the contenders in the NFC. I don't think they're, you know, you can say they're better than Tampa or, or San Francisco or L.A. or whoever, but I think they're right there with those teams and as, just as they have been the last few years. One of the comments made was uh, that it's very telling the Packers didn't do their due diligence to try and trade Jordan Love. And my thought was, I don't think, from what I understand, nobody was ringing the phone to pick up Jordan Love this offseason. So they say, well, it's the development of Jordan Love and it's going to be his team in a year or two. I don't know necessarily that I buy into that. I don't know of anybody that with, with a scarcity of quarterbacks in this particular draft, if his stock was going to be high, it would have been high. And I didn't get a whole lot of sense that people were burning up the telephones at 1265 to say we got to have Jordan Love. Well, what can we give you for him, right? Well, a fair number of teams passed on him in the draft, which indicates that they weren't madly in love with him in the, in the first round, right? I mean, mm-hmm. that's, to begin, that's to begin with. And what they've seen of him since then, uh, in in uh, a few regular season appearances and a and a few uh, preseason appearances, hasn't exactly uh, rung the bell as the you know we got to have this guy. He he looks to me, and I and I'm sure to them a lot like he did in college. You know, he he he, he made some great plays, and then he had some inaccuracy that that just just plagued him, and so. Uh, he's done nothing to, to to really interest teams. I'm not surprised there wasn't, unless they thought they could swoop in and, and steal him for next to nothing. Because, you know, I don't, I don't know that there's a great uh, love of him around the league. And I know Packer fans are still hopeful, and you know maybe maybe he'll pan out. But uh, there just doesn't seem to be any buzz about him, and I don't even sense buzz coming out of Green Bay about him. Tom, always a pleasure, buddy. Uh, enjoy the rest of the offseason because I'm sure it'll heat up rather quickly, okay? All right. See you, Billy. All right, buddy. Talk to you later. Tom Oates of the Wisconsin State Journal. Great to get his opinion. Talk a little bit about uh, both the NIL and the situation that's going on, not just in Wisconsin, but throughout college football, college basketball. And he's right. Um, look, I grew up in the hotbed that was 
the area of Cincinnati, but we were within 100 miles of a lot uh, of Ohio State, of Kentucky, uh, University of Louisville, uh, Miami of Ohio, 150 miles to, to Bloomington. I, you know, you had a lot of college basketball talk, a lot of college football talk in those areas, and uh, the passion amongst those fan bases was deep. Uh, I mean, you know, crazy passionate deep. And you just, you know, with the money that's being tossed around right now and what's going on, it's, it's, it's disconcerting for college athletics. College athletics, you looked at as different. You just always have. You looked at as, you know, you, you, your coach set up a system within the program that gave them the edge when it came to recruiting. Your coach was a good coach. He hired good assistants. The assistants were good position coaches. The position coaches coached up the talent that they were able to get a hold of. You tried to keep your own in your state. You know, you wanted Mr. Football, Mr. Basketball in the state that you, you know, you you wanted to keep those schools and, and keep those players and where they grew up and there was a lot of pride in that now it's just as he as tom called it, it's a wild west it's hey we got so much money over here come on out you know your situation be damned you know it doesn't matter if you're not good away from home it doesn't matter if you're going through your first breakup or your first relationship you don't know how to balance a checkbook you don't have to do any of that it, it just it, it it's just out there man just uh, go for the go for the money you know, it's in, and the institutions are like, hey, it's not our money. What do we care? You know, some crazy auto dealer down the street wants to pay you $100,000 to come in and stand in front of a car and sign a few autographs, and that's going to be the reason you come here. Not our money. That, that We don't care. Here we go, you know. So it's, uh, as he stated, the Wild West, and I don't think it's good for college yet. We can all see, and, and look, as he had mentioned Jay Billis, because I know he doesn't necessarily agree with the viewpoints of Jay Billis a lot of the time. Jay Billis always knows what's best for the players and knows what's best for sports. However, but what's best for college athletics goes by the wayside when you start to inject money without any um, without any regulation to it. And the fact that the NCAA was so incredibly stupid stupid and dumb not to work something out prior to this thing being taken to court and maybe it would have eventually but so stupid not to have worked something out to just cut off their nose to spite their face it it just it's it's beyond me and it might have been the death knell for the way we look at college amateur athletics uh 877-867-1670 this portion of the program brought to you by our good friends over there at quick trip and a quick trip uh, by the way, you know who I ran into this morning? Uh, our our buddy Steve Novak, who a uh, longtime uh, you know NBA player and broadcaster with the Bucks. His dad checked me out today at uh, Quick Trip. His dad works part time at Quick Trip. Loves it. Loves it there. I stopped in and got a yogurt and a Smart Water this morning, and he said, "Aren't you?" And I, you know, said my name. He's like, "I didn't want to say it," you know. And he kind of laughed, and we were sitting there talking. He said, "Well, you know my son." And I said, well, "What's your son's name?" And he said, "Steve Novak." Oh, Steve's coaching his kids and basketball and such right now. And he was filming me. And we caught up a little bit there at the checkout line. But you never know who you're going to run into. 
and there's still a short amount of time if you want to run into Quick Trip, use your Quick Rewards number and still get some time to get some registration slips together for that uh, uh, 2022 Chevy Camaro SS. They're giving away in a few weeks. Still some time, but you're running out. If you haven't gone in and gotten registered yet, do it. Use your Quick Rewards card. That's from our friends over there at Quick Trip. Stay tuned. More of the Bill Michael Show up after this. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is The Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Bill Michael Show continues on. We are broadcasting live. We are here at, uh, at Ironwood Golf Course. Ironwood Golf Course in Sussex, which is where we have our cigar dinner coming up a little bit later on tonight. And some people starting to arrive for that, as you do have a few players out on the golf course. They had an outing a little bit earlier today. It did not get washed out. Uh, however, the carts were not allowed on the course this morning because of uh, really soggy, wet conditions. But uh, albeit the clouds have, have kind of re-encompassed the area, um, uh, if you look at the radar, the radar in this area is uh, looking more promising. So it looks like things are going to go off uh, without a hitch this afternoon. So excited about that. Hey, uh, our good friends at Dwayne's Cover It All, which if I was walking around on the golf course today, I might want to have him make me an umbrella just in case. But uh, Dwayne does it all, whether it's a bimini top for your boat, a travel cover, if you're doing office furniture, something for your home, uh, weight equipment, weight bench equipment, things like that. He can do it all. He can do it all, and he does it fantastic. Uh, I've seen numerous companies go to Dwayne in numerous different facets and say, hey, can you help us out, save us some money, that kind of thing. And he does great, great work. All you got to do is call him, 715-870-2119, 715-870-2119. And I tell Dwayne we sent you. Good stuff. Uh, by the way, we've got an update. And that is the fact that Rusty Harden, Rusty Harden, the uh, lawyer for Deshaun Watson, apparently the latest lawsuit filed against Watson mentions the comments uh, uh, of Rusty Harden, the the ones that he made in the uh, radio interview about, quote, happy endings. Yeah. Uh, It alleges that Watson was doing things to himself during the massage in a lawsuit, uh, uh, you know, event alleges that the plaintiff stopped the massage. But Watson stood up and continued anyway, aggressively, (laughs) aggressively, Um, (laughs) which I find a funny adjective when it comes to that. Uh, now, this is to himself. It's not to anybody else. But, uh, yeah, the term happy endings apparently was put within the lawsuit. And uh, according to many, that if this was filed by the plaintiff or filed by the accuser first, then because he took something out of the lawsuit and put it into a radio interview, he could end up uh, being into a little bit of trouble for all of that. So I, I don't know. I, I don't know the whole deal. I don't know the uh, <laughs> the ins and outs, pardon the pun of some of the things that are going on when it comes to Rusty Harden and Deshaun Watson and what's happening within the lawsuit realm. But I do know that the more those two speak, the more people dislike them and the more people want to see them go down. Uh, Obviously, Deshaun Watson speaking out on real sports, saying that he did not have anything to apologize for because he didn't do anything wrong. 
uh, only inspired one person who apparently was an alleged, quote, victim of his to say, oh, yeah, well, now I'm going to tell my story. I'm going to tell my story with the text messages you sent me. So I'm going to take you down as well. So now another lawsuit has been filed against Deshaun Watson. Just saying, you know. And Rusty Harden making the comments last week that, you know, it's there's nothing illegal about massages that end with, quote, happy endings. Um, if if everybody's consenting and there's no money exchanged, which, yeah. Do you think those radio hosts from the morning show down there in Houston are going to get subpoenaed or deposed or whatever the word is? They're going to have to go in court and, and explain I, I the wonder, interview. Yeah. I wonder. I mean, you can hear the interview. All they got to do is uh, they'll get the the radio broadcast, and they'll get all the context for which the radio broadcast was put in, and the questions were were delivered. I don't know if they need other than to have them verify. Yes, that's my voice. I don't know. I boy, I, I don't. This is going to get weird. Uh, I got a feeling that as these cases are brought, to, if they ever see a courtroom, as these cases are brought forward through the lawsuits, um, we're going to hear details we don't want to hear. <laughs> just, you know, as – and I can't even read it just for the fact that I'm not sure what I can and can't say on the air. But uh, apparently one of the uh, the, the plain, or one of the uh, um, women alleged that Watson was doing things to himself during the massage. She stopped the massage he jumped up off of the table and continued to do things to himself aggressively, and then came his own happy ending. And apparently, um, if he had that Red Ryder BB gun in Christmas Story, he would have shot her eye out. And apparently given her one to the chest with the BB gun. If you follow what I'm saying, that's in one of the that's in one of the lawsuits. That's what I'm saying. We're going to get details that a lot of us are going to go, oh, 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 no, nobody needs that. And then you're just going to walk away going, that Deshaun Watson, he's 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 a mess. I will say it kind of feels like the Trevor Bauer situation where yes, the more Bauer talks, the more you're like, oh, th- this dude's a, a, a crazy person. Yeah. Like the more he went off and trying to defend himself, the more you're like, why? Like, this guy's insane. Yeah. The, the Rusty yep. Harden, Deshaun Watson thing is, is similar. Like, he yep. should not be on radio, I would say, going I, forward. I would agree. The I thing agree. is, I'd say he should talk to his legal defense, but he is the legal defense. So maybe he's just <laughs> right, an idiot. Exactly. Uh, he, uh, yeah, I, I would agree. <laughs> I would agree. <laughs> Uh, and I get it. He's trying to be the machismo guy going, there's nothing wrong here. It doesn't matter what happens if it's between two consenting adults, which was Trevor Bauer's argument. Trevor Bauer never denied being a freak. He never said, I wouldn't do any of this. This is not in my nature. You know, this is all exaggerated. This is taken out of context. No, Trevor Bauer's like, look, I'm going to text you. I'm going to pummel your ass. <laughs> gonna i'm gonna punch you right in the right in the naughty bits and we're, we're i'm gonna big time wwe your ass and and then you know things are gonna happen and 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 yeah and <laughs> he didn't he just admitted he's a freak what she what we found out about her was she was a freak all along until it went too far and then she took too much of a pummeling and then she thought well i really want to be with this guy and he's like no i'm done with you 
I'm, I'm done with you. Then no, they, they, I never signed up for a relationship. I just I signed up just to to pummel your butt, and that's it. And then she got mad about it. So it just I'm telling you what, this is the tip of the iceberg of weird, because there's a lot of weird out there. We all know that. It's just that these two guys happen to be making it public. Stay tuned. We got a lot more of the Bill Michael Show coming up after this. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Welcome back. Yesterday, a great day. Our friends Joe and Ellen Hennis from Sloppy Joe's and Smoke on the Water, they put on a hell of a motorcycle ride. They held it off uh, to get us clear weather, and it was great. We went, uh, for, we, we had a great breakfast at Sloppy Joe's. From there, we went out to Stoll's Old 109 uh, out in Watertown, which the the hospitality and, and what uh, Jeff and Alicia provide is fantastic. And then back over to Smoke on the Water uh, in Okachi. Uh, for the celebration and the ceremonies and such regarding the Hogs for Heroes. The motorcycle was given away uh, to a tremendous, uh, very deserving uh, uh, Marine veteran. And it was just a spectacular day. And Joe and Alan Hennis and Jeff and Alicia stole from uh, Stolies. Great. Kudos to all of them. Uh, Kudos to all of them. So uh, thank you so much for yesterday. And I highly suggest you support those businesses. They do so much for the community. And if you're looking for somebody to work with or go just have a dinner or a drink and, and give them a shot, make it them uh, because they're just genuinely good people. Uh, 877-867-1670. You want to hit us up, please feel free. 877-867-1670. Uh, let's do this. Let's go to a mic listening to us in Marinette. Mar- uh, Mike, how you doing, man? What's going on? I'm doing pretty good. You know, it's getting a little tiring hearing about just on Jordan Love. He's, he's been, he was set up for failure to begin with because you really don't want to tick off the queen, which is Rodgers. You know, he's good, but Favre didn't want to help out Rodgers when he started. Rodgers mm-hmm. didn't want to help out Love when he starts. You know, it, it, it's just crazy. You got to give the guy a chance. Give him the first. Give him the first line. Give him all the best players on the team, and I think he's going to do just fine. You think so? What? So you tell me in the game against Kansas City or the game against Detroit, what did you see that made you think he's going to be just fine? I think that he has the ability. He just needs to be coached up a little bit, and he needs to speed up a little bit as far as making the decisions. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it's a question on how much coaching he gets versus what the other guy already knows. Okay. So you're saying with experience, he's going to be good. Yeah. Hey, got got to look back. Rodgers wasn't any good when he started. No, but you could. I've my argument's always been you could see in both practice and in games glimpses. You could see what greatness Rodgers, how good he could be if he was able to put it all together. I don't see that in Jordan Love. That's my distinction between the two. Well, I just I I think you got to give somebody a chance. Before you already call him a failure. Okay. Uh, fair enough. I appreciate it, man. Thanks, Mike. He drops off. You get on board. 877-867-1670. 877-867-1670. Do you think like Mike? You want to be like Mike? 
Maybe. Who knows? Maybe. I Look, I, Mike's got his opinion. I've got mine. I think it was a bad pick. I think he's at best an average quarterback. Uh, I don't think there's much of an NFL career there. And that's what I've said since the day he was chosen. I've admitted I was wrong when it came to Rashawn Gary. I didn't think Rashawn Gary was going to be, um, you know, this this big-time, huge, edge-rushing pass, you know, sack master. Uh, and he's not. That's not what he's developed into. He's developed into a very good defensive lineman who is solid, makes big plays when needed, um, and has been at times a disruptor. Far more so than I ever thought he would be. So, Rashawn Gary, I, I'll give you that. Man, I just I didn't think he was going to be that. But he's been good. He's been good. Um, Jordan Love? No. I never thought Oren Burks would be that good. Um, and I that I can say. Ty Summers. Ty Summers had all kinds of wheels and played sideline to sideline. And his first year in preseason looked great. But I've often said what you see in preseason does not necessarily equate to what you see uh, in in regular season, and it just hasn't. He's been terrific special teams, but he just hasn't been able to put it all together as a middle linebacker. So, therefore, they've had to go out and get other guys, you know, that type of thing. Um, there are certain players you can look at, and you can just see it. There, there's a certain level of of greatness or whatever it is that they have. You, you can see that they have potential to be better – to tomorrow than they are today. I don't see that in Jordan Love. Maybe, like like Mike said, maybe the decision-making becomes quicker with time and experience and the more that he sees thrown at him. Okay, I'll give you that. And I saw one glimpse, and I've stated this over and over again, one glimpse of being able to deliver the football in a tight window. Other than that, I haven't seen anything. I haven't seen anything. 877-867-1670, 877-867-1670. Ted says, I agree with the caller. Look at Favre. The Falcons didn't see him as great, uh, and look what he turned out to be when given a shot. Okay. Ted, if that's where you want to go, okay. Do you think his arm is as strong as Favre's? No. Do you think he has the same tenacity as Favre? new so in comparison you can say parallel career-wise maybe but beyond that i don't know um steve says who is the bigger bust the packers tony mandrich or the brewers christian yelich Ooh. you got it you got to go with tony mandrich because Tony Manrich never produced. Christian Yelich at least produced. He's given you years of productivity up until the injury. And he he's he Tony Manrich has never won an MVP. Never came close. Christian Yelich has won a couple, so you'd have to say the bigger bust would be Tony Manrich. By far. Aaron says, hey, Bill, what's your thoughts? Do you think the Packers are going to sign an additional veteran wide receiver? And if so, who may they end up targeting? Uh, I think they do. I don't know when. I wish I had a better answer for you. I thought maybe somebody might become uh, available 
um, a- after June 1st that maybe a name that would kind of shock us and say, oh, my God, they're on the open market, and then suddenly the Packers get them. But as of right now, no. Uh, I, I, I don't think there's anybody out there that the Packers really have high hopes for or a player say that maybe they're waiting to see, like an OBJ, maybe they see him recover and say, okay, the guy's ahead of schedule. Let's go ahead and pick him up and see what he can do to help us midway through the season. Um, but maybe after cutdown day, as, as you start to look for some of these cuts from some of the teams – uh, and training camp, maybe they get somebody. But as of right now, today, here, here today, no, uh, I don't, I don't see them doing something. But I still think they don't go through the season with what it is they have. I still think there's going to be an addition there. I just couldn't tell you who, off the top of my head. Eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy. When we come back, a Tyler listening to us in New York. We'll get to Tyler and a whole cast of thousands. Stay tuned. Also, Kevin Holden, CBS 58, going to be joining us coming up after the top of the hour. So hang in there for that. This portion of the program brought to you by our friends at Stenny, second to National Walkers Point. They are downtown in Milwaukee, Milwaukee's best sports bar, and they run shuttles to the games. So if you're looking to get over to the Brewers game, do it. If you're looking to go up to a Packers game, preseason, whatever it happens to be, they run shuttles. And also when the Bucks and, and the Marquette Golden Eagles and the Admirals and such are playing downtown, they run shuttles there as well. Otherwise, Summerfest too don't forget a lot of the uh, events downtown they run shuttles to that as well coming up tomorrow night uh sticks and reo and lover boy and everybody in town big concert so i'll uh, be running shuttles to that as well stop at a Senny, second to national walkers point tell them we said hi more than bill michael show next Ready? this is the bill michael show on the wisconsin sports zone radio network Continue live out here at uh, the Ironwood Golf Course. We're in Sussex, Wisconsin. Getting ready for a little bit later on this afternoon. We've got the first tobacco outlet plus grocery cigar outing slash dinner coming up tonight. And the golfers hit the course uh, about 2 o'clock. And then after that, uh, there's a dinner, a little bit of a Q&A. We're going to have a good time. Uh, cigar presentation. And even if you don't smoke cigars, it's it, these events are fantastic. They're a lot of fun. Uh, you know, come in and you get your cigars, give them, give them to, as a gift to somebody because God knows there's more than 50, 60 bucks worth of cigars in the packs. So uh, if you don't, uh, even if you don't smoke cigars, it's a lot of fun. We have a great time. Tell some really fun stories and such. Kind of ask, ask away, ask the questions you want, and uh, good to go. Uh, this portion of the program also brought to you by our friends over there at the Water Doctors. John Atley and the gang, good people, good people. And uh, they do a lot for veterans as well. They do uh, the canine, custom canine service dog academy. So if you're looking for a great water softening system, call them. If you're looking for uh, a great donation, all you got to do is go to h2theletterodoctors.com, h2theletterodoctors.com. That's the water doctors. Uh, you can call them 262-549-7733, 262-549-7733. They are uh, in Waukesha, but uh, they do uh, services all over. So give them a shout. Again, uh, just give them a buzz, uh, eight, or 262-549-7733. Let's get back to the phone call, shall we? Let's go to uh, Tyler listening to us in New York. Tyler, how you doing, man? What's going on? Hey, Bill. How's it going? Doing good today. What's up? So uh, I'm not from 
Uh, I'm not from Wisconsin. I live in New York, but I follow the, the NL Central pretty closely. And from what I've noticed, obviously the Brewers have got some injuries, and that's a factor. So when you have injuries, because every team can have injuries, it's, it's just sports. But they don't have any depth. There's there's no exciting Brewers prospect coming up, or there's no one no one to fill the fill the gaps in when you have injuries. No, I agree, and that's what I was saying before, is you can look at it as a complete negative 100% to where they are and what we've witnessed, over the, especially over the last couple of weeks. But the fact is they had an 18-game uh, stretch in which they went 9-9. Nine and nine. They're banged up terribly. Two-thirds uh, or two-fifths of their starting rotation is down right now. And they were still able to come out 500. They still have a, a, you know, they still have a slight hold on the National League Central. I think things are good. Uh, as bad as people want to make it out to be. And I look, there are certain guys like Lorenzo Cain and Christian Yelich who aren't even pulling their weight on this team. That's true. But this team through pitching and such has been able to get it done. I'm not preaching any gloom and doom by any stretch. I think they're going to make a deal at some point for a bat. But I think right now you just kind of stay steadfast and see who produces, who doesn't, and get a good idea, get some experience, get a, get a good idea as you make a stretch run. Yeah, I was say, like, there's, always going to be injuries because there's uh, there's Cardinals and there's the Cardinals they have rookies that have got more home runs than Christian Yelich and like you're paying that guy a lot of money and he's at this point he's, he's making about eight million dollars every home run yep he's he's not giving you what you paid for that there's there's no doubt about that I 100% agree uh from when he signed that contract to where he is today Walmart, it seems like Milwaukee. You can't have a guy making that much money and he's batting just above the Mendoza line. Right. Yep. No, I agree, man. I appreciate the phone call, Tyler. Thanks for listening to us in New York, too. I really appreciate that. Thank you so much. Uh, he's right. And going back to what one of the uh, uh, you know people that are over on Twitter had stated before is that Mark Antanasio is cheap and he's not going to spend the money. And he actually has spent money. He does want to win. Uh, I think you have to do it within certain budget constraints. I don't think you can keep up in the arms race with the Yankees and the and the Dodgers. I don't think you can go $250 million. I don't think you can do over 130, 140 without saying, hey, we're definitely going to – nobody says, hey, let's go into the red. What's $10 million, $15, $20 million, $30 million among friends? Ah, no big deal. Nobody wants to lose that kind of money. So there's certain restraints in which you work. Uh, if you're close, are you willing to lose a little bit of money if you think you're going to win a, a championship? Sure. I could, see, I could see Mark Atanasio doing that. But I don't think you get to be a decent business person by saying every year, yeah, we'll go ahead and lose money because eventually that money's got to come back. Now, if you win a championship, you're going to see that come back in marketability for the next couple of years. You're going to see that happen, and you that is a bankable number. You know, it, it, you're going to – Packers see it whenever they've won a championship. The next couple of years, psh, it goes through the roof. A little bit different, but you get my point. But, yeah, you you are willing to do that or break even if it means a championship. But I for people that say they're cheap, they don't have that ability year in and year out to just continually go out and spend money and just say, okay, we're going to keep up with everybody else. You got to be wise. You got to have a good farm system. You've got to have good trades, trades that work out. The signings that you make, you're, that's spending money. 
You know, you forget about the arbitration and such. And I look, I, I've been one that's been saying all along, you can say and tell me over and over again, this is the most money we've ever spent as a franchise. But in the grand scheme of things, where is it in perspective to the talent level that you have versus the talent level that others have that are spending more money? Because that, that's like saying, well, I have the fastest car I've ever had, but you're still racing a Ford Pinto against a bunch of Corvettes. It, it, it still not doesn't matter. That That's a very uh, deceiving way of saying, you know, well, we're not going to spend any more money or we don't have the same level of talent that other teams do. You can it, – it's a fact. That's the most money you've ever spent in franchise history. That's a fact. But if the Yankees are doubling you up and the Dodgers are doubling you up and the, and the Cardinals are spending $200 million and you're spending 130 who cares? They're out buying you. They're buying more talent. That's what they're doing. So on one hand, I get what you're saying, but on the other hand, it's not like they don't want to win, and it's not like they're trying to be not to be competitive. They went out and spent the money. They gave the most. They, they gave the biggest contract in, in franchise history to Christian Yelich, and said, "Here you go, man. This guy's all all of that. We're going to give him a contract. We're going to pay the man what he's worth. Uh, we're what you want to give us a little bit of a discount? Great. Let's do this. Let's get it out there." It's, it's not their fault. Christian Yelich has absolutely sucked ever since he put his name on the paper. That's not their fault. One hour uh, yet to go. We're not done by any stretch of the imagination. We are broadcasting live. We're out here at uh, Ironwood Golf Course. We're in Sussex, Wisconsin. Great place. Love this place. Say uh, thanks to our friends at Burn Pit Barbecue. Go to burnpitbbq.com. That is Burn Pit bbq.com if you want great sauces great rubs hot sauces oh they got some good hot sauce oh boy good stuff another hour we'll be back right after this the bill michael show podcast listen rate subscribe